Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As always, cracking open a fresh edition of the show. You kept my head. I'm done. <laughs> Old style beer. My favorite in Chicago land. As you can see, this is our first show on the road. Yes. And I have a guest with me, as you can see. He is a regular um, on the show. The most regular of the past year. Um, not sure if that's a good thing or not, but <laughs> most regular. But he is, he is joining us once again as we are exploring Chicago land tomorrow and doing two ball games, a White Sox and a Cubs game. Cubs first, of course. Go Cubs go. Fly the W. Old style beer. <laughs> as you can see, he's a Cardinals fan, so. Alex, welcome to the show once again. Yeah, th- thanks for driving here without getting pulled over or hit by anyone. So, <laughs> plus, I do know Chicago land, and I know the quirks about it. So, <laughs> yeah, driving it is not my thing. I prefer to take the train to Michigan. And the the one thing that I unfortunately can't why I can't do that is because our hotel is furnished by one of my dad's friends, and it's outside of Union Station by quite a little bit. Yeah. And staying inside Chicago downtown area is very expensive without a lot of help. <laughs> exactly. So, with that being said, let's move on to a little post-draft analysis. Unfortunately for us, there weren't any fan questions submitted. I had a little form to submit some fan questions, but I would have sent something weird, <laughs> as only you would. So, last time we were on the show, it's, it's been a little while as I've been busy with all this moving stuff. You don't know. Good having a little moving situation here. Parents are moving out. I'm staying in town going to my grandmother's place so that I still have somewhere to live and work around <laughs> the middle of Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, last time we were here, we had a friend, um, a Lions friend, yes, on our show. Mr. Overconfident Seaberg. Cody Bromberg. Overconfident. <laughs> and so I brought in Alex to this show to kind of uh, get back at Cody a little bit as Cody talks some trash to Alex <laughs> on our pre-draft show. So on post-draft show, give us a little more trash. To well, I, I do have to tell Cody that, I, yeah, you, you can say the Patriots are amazing people, but I also have to remember that your actual favorite team has still – not made it to a Super Bowl. And say what you will about it just being a bad franchise, you can blame yourself. Just blame yourself. <laughs> Maybe I'm to blame as well because I'm also a fan of that team. But <laughs> it's what it is. And this guy, this guy's team made a Super Bowl. I got to go. That was fun. Even though they lost, it was fun. Still, we got to see. Did you, did you get to see the world of Coke? Yes. Roll Tell the us about that a little bit. Uh, roll the Coke. Um, almost everyone there wearing my Rams jersey, everyone was like, please beat the Patriots. We want vengeance. Obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, lots of red because Coke. Uh, <laughs> and you get the big end room with all the flavors of the world that they produce. And some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. But it's what the, that market wants, so that's great. Also got to do the aquarium, the zoo, uh, the center of the human rights. That one was Really intense. Uh, I I thought so. Mm-hmm. 
And then we actually skipped the Olympic Park um, part of it because that was that was the night before they actually sold out of space hours before it actually ended. Like six or eight hours before the event technically ended, they were already at capacity turning people away. So Atlanta's a great town. I really enjoy it. Uh, second time I've been to that town, and I would be going back. Definitely, and uh, there's definitely a great experience at the uh, human, the human rights human right museum. Yep. museum. That would be something I would want to experience, as well as the world of Coke. So, I guess speaking of Coke, have you tried Orange Vanilla Coke yet? Well, yes, of course. I got a 12-pack the first week it was out. And how do you like it? Real smooth, but it does go flat quick out of the can. I don't know why, but it seems it goes flat really quick when you get it out of the can. Interesting. I I thought it was pretty good. I tried it a couple times. Not bad. So, with that being said, moving to our draft analysis. He's got some Rams picks. I've got some Lions picks to analyze. Go ahead and talk about your Rams. Talk about my Rams. You threw me off. You got, you got me on the wrong team. Because I, being the prepared person that I am, print out every team, just in case you want to talk about them. Um, the Rams themselves... They did an okay draft. Everyone put them like, oh, you draft grades, you got to be, you got to be minus. They were just okay because, hey, you just reached the Super Bowl. I mean, you don't have to change that much, do you? I mean, right. you get back to the playoffs. Um, with the addition of Clay Matthews from free agency, they fixed their biggest problem that I thought was the, of the defense last year was the interior linebacker core. It wasn't that it was terrible, it was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And in the draft, they went, Picked up the safety to help up top in the second round because they mm-hmm. traded away because evidently there was no one available they wanted um, at round one, pick 31. Mm-hmm. The Taylor Rapp out of Washington uh, should be a good pick. He probably won't be immediate on the team, I don't think. I think he's going to be a uh, fill-in for um, exhaustion, essentially, as mm-hmm. on the first couple of games of the season. But hoping for uh, good news out of him. Picking up uh, in the third round two people, one, a Michigan man, uh, David Long, cornerback. Again, depth in that position is always a good thing. And Daryl Henderson out of Memphis as running back. Now, Memphis as a draft college has had a checkered history, okay. uh, at least in my my opinion. I mean, the biggest example of a flop would be Paxton Lynch in terms of uh, uh-huh. productivity. Just ask the Denver Broncos yeah. franchise that. But putting him, drafting him, knowing he's probably going to be the official back at the Todd Gurley this year. Uh, it's probably what they will on what he's expecting if he got drafted by the organization. Uh, going further down the list, another defensive tackle. Why not? Uh, offensive tackle, um, David Edwards out of Wisconsin. Another Big Ten guy. Seems like he'll be able to at least make roster, I think. Um, past that, I don't know if we're going to see any real playing time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also picked up another Big Ten guy, Nick Scott out of uh, Penn State, another safety. I don't think he's going to see him. Unless they boot someone who's already on the roster for the safety position, I don't think he's going to see any time. He's going to be a practice person, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then linebacker Dakota Allen out of Texas Tech. Again, linebacker was a weak spot last year. Especially for Texas Tech. Regardless of which team he's playing for, he was <laughs> on the he's on the first position that was weak. Um, I think he I think he has a chance to make the rosters barring any major missteps uh, in the training camp process. But overall helping the defense side of the ball seems to be the focus, which is great. The lockdown the issue they had late in the season we saw them exposed uh, mm-hmm. against New Orleans twice. 
uh, <laughs> and Chicago, they didn't do so great in that game. Um, but adding almost no one on offense except the backup running back was suspect because everyone's like, oh, Gurley's supposed to be back. And no one still really knows how bad Gurley's injury actually is. Yeah, he must have really been Yeah, something was, must have been actually wrong instead of just, oh, he's just day-to-day. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's good because they filled what they needed to on defense. But I'm looking to see what they do, if anything, between now and training camp with offensive pickups. Because next year is when they're going to have to actually draft net in those positions. Because Whitland is probably not going to come back again. Right. Um, and they just sang Gurley, but your receiver core is still considered mediocre. I mean, like, they, they, you have Cooper Cup when he's back, great. And other than that, never, no one's really on long term. So you're going to re sign these guys at bigger contracts or are you going to just let him go and spin the wheel in the, in the draft? Uh, you're not going to get an Amari Cooper trade out of Oakland again. And mm-hmm. Dallas is for damn sure not going to do that. So yeah. well, what are you going to do? I guess we just wait and see what the season holds. Yeah. Which, in in the Cowboys' defense, Amari Cooper did play like a first-round draft pick oh, yeah. towards the end of last season yeah. and saved, saved Jason Garrett's job, Probably. let's be honest. Probably. And, the, and the Cowboys still want to play it. It's like, they were one step away from the champion from the NFC Championship game. Garrett deserves his last season. Jones just wants another Lombardi. It's Lombardi or bust, and that's the Dallas mindset. And those fans have no idea what it's like to be actually suffering like a Lions fan. And that's a good that's a good place to turn over to make the Lions picks. <laughs> so looking at these Lions picks. First round, TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa. Second round, Jelani Tavaya of Hawaii. Third round, Will Harris traded up for Will Harris out of Boston College. Fourth round, Austin Bryant from Clemson. Fifth round, and let's see if I can get this right. Amani Oruwarie from Penn State. I probably slaughtered that correctly if I'm wrong. Amani. Sixth round, Travis Fulham, Old Dominion, who beat Virginia. By the way, football wise. Well, Virginia football is never really strong state. Still, <laughs> Easter basketball team won a title. Yeah. Uh, sixth round, Ty Johnson out of Maryland. Seventh round, Isaac Nada out of Georgia. And seventh round, PJ Johnson out of Arizona. So looking at, looking at, I'm looking at Pride of Detroit's website on this phone right here. Doing Craig Ferguson thing. <laughs> Prior of Detroit says, this draft class offered a range of emotions to Lions fans. It's one of the most important drafts in Bob Quinn's career. We'll have to wait and see how it turns out years, how it turns out years down the line. So, and I tend to agree with that, and I give this team a B- minus in draft, and it's because partially Quinn. Quinn's a Patriot guy. I have a lot of trust in Bob Quinn, unlike the other GMs that we've had in Detroit. <laughs> Matt Millen especially. Thankfully, Matt Millen is doing all right now after his heart scare. <laughs> but besides the point, Quinn knows what he's doing, and he said he stretched a couple of times. Once you could argue for Hawkinson, because he had the eighth pick. Allen was almost available. He was picked seventh. Detroit fans, including myself, were hoping that Josh Allen would fall to eight, and Quinn would take him. And Quinn even said that uh, it would be a debate, but he would have still taken Hawkinson. 
we'll, we'll never we'll never actually know how that would have turned out until unless Alan was actually he, he, he just saying that to cover him cover himself. This was my pick. Dang it, this was my pick. Mm-hmm. And a positive for a one second positive for Tobai is that he had the second greatest defensive stats in Hawaii history. We can obviously assume that the greatest one was back to Hawaii on Hawaii undefeated season and then got wrecked by Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Pineapple don't have enough sugar apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so with that being said, um, he addressed the defense as well, uh, putting Matt Patricia with Harris, Bryant, or, or Warrior, and Johnson. Defense addressed an offensive line half addressed, you could say, because um, Wayne retired, and that's your guard, and they got tight ends. I thought of one of these tight ends as blocking tight ends, especially since they signed Jesse James, but as we saw in Pittsburgh, Jesse James did not have every single reception for Pittsburgh. It was, the, it was Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Sorry, old McDonald. <laughs> And the, and of course Tampa one well, Tampa one Tampa safeties yeah <laughs> if we remember from that Monday night game so overall I give him a B minus not awesome not awful Lions fans complaining as usual and even my buddy Adam Dustin who's been on a show before and I tended to agree Detroit could have Vince Lombardi right now and they would still complain until they get a Lombardi trophy so right now I would say wax guys. B minus, not terrible. As POD said, we'll see how this draft goes in years to come. Still free, still some free agency left. Still OTAs, still training camp. If we remember years back, Dante Fowler Jr. drafted by the Jags. First play of OTA practice, what happened? Towards ACL. Yeah. yeah. So just because. For those teams that did get the guy that they wanted, just because you got that five-star guy doesn't mean he's going to produce in year one. You never know what could happen. And I guess you could say the same thing in reverse. What about Junior? He was hurt. Yeah, the Giants drafted him. Nobody knew what was going to happen. He turned out to be a superstar, and now he's going to be Cleveland Brown. Which we can we can focus <laughs> this to we can spin this conversation to that now. Let's talk a little bit about those Cleveland Browns. Cleveland themselves didn't have to do much drafting because OBJ. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that were really surprising out of out of theirs was I think their late later on picks, which a lot of teams tend to just go, who's left? Who who can I fill it off spot with? I think them um, they got a kicker in the fifth round, uh, Austin Siebert out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. A lot I noticed that that's a trend coming up now. A lot of teams are getting it early in the third day with special teams picks, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising to me. Um, but, I mean, two fifth-round picks, linebacker and a kicker, they did what they could do because they already won with getting Odell Beckham. A um, couple of the, uh, the rest of the AFC North, uh, Baltimore built around Jackson. They got a wide receiver up front. They got another one a couple rounds later to uh, try to fill the roster, and they got Justice Hill as a running back. And it's Lamar Jackson, not not like Anchorman 2, the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. No. And they also added um, Ben Powers, uh, 
as a guard, which, considering how bad Flacco got beat up at last year before he was benched, for other reasons too, I, I think that was a smart pick. The Steelers are the first team to have a Michigan man drafted, Zach Gentry, the tight end, uh, fifth round. I thought he would actually go in the fourth, not fifth, but one round's not going to really kill anyone. Um, they started off with Devin Bush, also from Michigan, uh, in, the, in the first round, a linebacker, and their defense is going to be fine. I think, I think Bush is going to drop right in, keep the uh, Steelers' defense going, and the biggest problem is going to be offense opposite of Juju. Yeah, and the thing is, they replaced an Ohio State guy with a Michigan guy, which I like. We'd like to say so. People from Ohio would like to say otherwise. <laughs> but once you're in pro, you just go, I didn't like him when he played there, but he's doing pretty good. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. for your team, even if they're from your rival college, they're doing good on your team. Mm-hmm. And still prayers up for Shady's year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Finally, in that division, the Bengals, or their best name, the Bungles. Again, weird picks. Haskins was on the board. I mean, Haskins was on the board. And now let's get another tackle. I mean, sure, offensive <laughs> lines are important, but did Cincy really need to do that when Dalton's been meh for <laughs> season now? Pretty much. And the, the thing that uh, things I saw were um, – they, they picked the QB, Ryan Finley, out of North Carolina State, the fourth round. He's pretty much going to be Dalton 2.0 if he ends up playing. Same style, mm-hmm. about the same cap as from what the scouts are saying. Mm-hmm. It's not good. That, that, that's, that, that's bungling through, and maybe this Hugh Jackson not, make, made the picks. This is not good. This is not good, Patrick. This is not good. <laughs> uh, moving on to AFC South, Josh Allen going to the Jaguars, I think, was an amazing pick for them. Um Defense fell down last year after being so good two years ago, getting them to that uh, unexpected playoff win. Now, if they didn't have Nick Foles, would Jags fans be confused by Josh Allen? Which Josh Maybe. Allen is it? Maybe. Um, <laughs> filled down the list, nothing really st- stood out for them. I mean, it's a, it, they, they filled the hole they needed to, but nothing was really like, wow, that was a perfect value pick. Indianapolis uh, Colts, oh, my God. How many picks did they have? Wait, like none in the first round, three in the second round, and two in the fifth, two in the seventh. That's a lot of picks. And you got Paris Campbell out of, out of Ohio State as a wide receiver. Andrew Luck needed another weapon. He can yeah. he can fill a slot receiver, I think, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. A couple of safeties. Indianapolis defenses was just awful most most of the season. So and really his, historically, when when were they? Really, like besides Dwight Freeney, because in Peyton, Peyton Manning's day, besides Dwight Freeney, the Colts defense basically you know, was non existent. <laughs> they got there right. And well, well, we saw in Denver that when Peyton had a defense, Peyton dominated. Yes. Uh, Titans got a possibly injury bug bitten Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State defensive tackle. Uh, considering the Titans also took an injury. Riddled quarterback a few years ago. Still has problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to gamble in, in Nashville. I don't know why. Good on them, but I don't know why. Um, well, well, at least for another year, we're soon going to have the Oakland Raiders. The year after that, we're going to have a gambling team. And they can actually gamble. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> uh, and then the Texans, 
No one really liked the Texans draft. No one really understood it. No one really got why they picked who they did. Um, biggest ones I can see is a guy from our backyard, at least went to school in our backyard, uh, from Central Michigan, the cornerback Xavier Crawford in the sixth round. I don't. He might make the roster. I uh, Texans are a franchise that still it, it, it's been what, what, 15 years. They still don't have an identity. Yeah, they're they're just a question mark. I mean, they they try to build themselves on defense and then don't have a good defense. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, we move on to the AFC East, and the Dolphins were the big winners. Okay. Talk all the crap you want about Josh Rosen last year in Arizona. His offensive line bared at least half the blame for his terrible, terrible season. Wait, he had an offensive line? He had five guys in front of him in red jerseys. So that counts. Right. Um, doing that and getting a first-round pick, they're automatically, if not a better team, a better financial team because they can now drop Tannehill and get and they got Rosen on a cheap contract. Yeah. So at the very least – they're better financially off. Um, and Rosen handled this very professionally, I thought. Con- considering how much he got shafted by Arizona in terms of draft and kick, yes. I mean, he, he unfollows the Cardinals. Oh, my God. Well, I, we've, as I saw, on, uh, I saw an Undisputed this morning with Jenny Shannon and Skip. If you break up with someone and the ex is porting around with this other guy or girl, you are. Yeah. Would you want to see that? Would you like that? <clears throat> no. You're involved. So Rosen is completely justified in not following the Cardinals. Yeah. And he's he's taking this very professionally. Good luck with him on the Dolphins. He, he he might be he might be the answer for you. Might be. Or I mean I think he, given a chance, he has he can be a legitimate quality starter. He may not be the next Tom Brady, the next uh, Peyton Manning when he's healthy. But I, I, I think we need to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. We're on to the Patriots, who also had a stellar draft. Uh, again, Bill Belichick doing Bill Belichick things. Mm-hmm. It's annoying being someone whose team has been beat by them in the Super Bowl twice in their lifetime, but he's doing good. Another mm-hmm. Michigan man, Winovich, got there. Seems like the perfect model for a um, Bill Belichick team. Yes. Undersized guy in a position that shouldn't be undersized, talking like Edelman and wide mm-hmm. receiver. And going in mid-round pick, we will probably be starting in by the end of the season because of how that's the Patriots system works. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the rest of the roster on Brady, though, because Damian Harris out of Alabama um, right, right after Winovich. Uh, wide receiver Keneal Harry out of Arizona State in the first round. They got more weapons. Gronk's gone, as, as they've done when someone, the playmaker, leaves. Who needs him? I can just grab someone else, and he's going to be a stud. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. I don't know which one. One of them is going to happen though. Um, Peter's going to be fine. I I don't see them missing the playoffs this year, barring massive injury bug. Jim Kelly said it best a few years ago when it came to the AFCs. Tom Brady needs to retire for the Colts to have any chance, or any other team for that matter. Speaking of Colts, I they also rated well by pretty much everybody. Um. Got a defensive tackle in the top 10. Probably good for them. They kind of needed more defensive pressure. Um, got the Cody Ford pick out of Oklahoma as a tackle in the second round. Okay. That'll be helpful to keep their quarterback upright. 
mm-hmm. instead of scrambling. He's not supposed to be a scrambler. Right. And he turned into one, and it didn't end well when he had to start running for his life. Um, better than Rosen, but he also had a couple games to figure it out before he had to start running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Jets, it's not just on the season, it's the Jets have a new uniform, so everything's going to be different now. I thought I thought the Alliance of American Football was disbanded. Oh, with the uniforms? Yeah. They could do the next Memphis Express. <laughs> just saying. Oh, yeah. Number one AAF fan over here. Legends never die. Remember that. Mm-hmm. After he sips his water, I'm going to ask him a great question that we've been discussing throughout the past week or so. Give us a couple of minutes about Tom uh, Hunden. Being the one who made who pulled the trigger, he's an enemy. But when you sell your soul for a chance at the Stanley Cup for your franchise with the liberal devil Charlie Ebersol, who had a 30 for 30 on the original XFL, remember, saying that they won't fall victim to that and doing the exact same mistakes and then adding a technology problem on top of it with that with the app that was supposed to make them millions of dollars. Yes. Legends never die. But Charlie Eversell and Tom Dunn, I wish you no success in your future business and notes. <laughs> it, t- it took you a lot not to say what I thought you were going to say. Nope. <laughs> not going to do it. I'm slightly more professional than that. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, our guys at Three Point Stance did um, AAF previews for a few weeks, and I never really tapped into it. It was because... For new leagues like that, I want them to go at least one year. That way, if it sticks, then I'll start doing previews. If not, like the Alliance didn't, what's the what's the point? Yeah. So, unfortunately for the AAF, it doesn't even last one season. No. But I bet the new league that's coming up, the Vince McMahon XFL, I think, we'll see what you think here in a second, I think will last more than one season. It has a better opportunity because McMahon has more cash, and he knows he has more cash, and he's not willing to. He's not hiding the fact that he has more cash, more cash, longer operations. Problem is, I, I'm afraid it's going to get gimmicky. The original XFL had a few quirks in it in the gameplay that I think made it less desirable to uh, a lot of people. Okay. Uh, the double overtime, everyone's on the field at once rule seems strange to me. The AAF yeah. had the no kickoffs, no extra points goal for two all the time. That was different while not being intrusive to the um, spirit of the game. Mm-hmm. Having two games going on at the same field at the same time seems wrong. Yeah, and I'll say one thing about the AAF. Seeing Mike Berkovici get lit in the first week was awesome. Even Berkovici was loved it. with it. And, <laughs> I mean, in the last one where I, Singletary got... Uh, Flag for unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm sure Bears fans were just basking in the glory days of Singletary because I wish he was back in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the so we hopefully the AA yes the XFL, XFL learns from the AAF that they can't just have one guy take over. And, oh yeah, sell his soul just for for an app and yeah <laughs> yeah basically screws them over. So <laughs> with that being said, I'll ask Speaking of a former speaking of Berkovici's um town, San Diego, the team formerly of San Diego, the San or the Los Angeles Chargers. Middle of the road. Okay. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle late in the first round, because 
that's where they ended up. I mm-hmm. uh, safety Nancy Adderley, Trey Pipkins an offensive tackle. I mean, no one they picked really stood out. They seemed like they were just okay, sure. Fun fact cool also from Alex, uh, and this is from the ride to this hotel. Um, the Chargers are the only team that did not pick someone from a Power Five conference in the right. first round. Notre Dame, Delaware, Sioux Falls, Notre Dame, North Dakota State, Houston, and Cincinnati. Good teams. You oh, meh, some. North Dakota State, especially. <laughs> yes, I know they're FCS, but they're still Colorado State. And they have beaten FBS teams before. On the regular. So, yes. So, good teams, but not Power 5 teams. So, move on to Gruden's Raiders. Yeah, man. Why didn't they pick anyone to replace either Khalil Mack or Amari Cooper? Literally. Nobody. You picked, the, you picked Hunter Renfro in the fifth round out of Clemson. Clemson was a popular school this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Renfro is the answer to uh, missing Amari Cooper. That was such a devastating loss to how they played their games. And the Raiders weren't really too big of a tight end team. Yes, they had no. Jared Cook, but they can like, Exactly. And you can't cook as well as you used to. And you, you took a defensive end in the first round, number four pick, Colin Farrell, again, on Clemson. But... Still, Max seems to be the entire package. We saw him go crazy in Chicago last year. Yeah, and Gruden in the middle of the season says, we need a pass rusher. Hmm, I wonder who you could have had. <laughs> Granted, in his defense, the drama was just too much. Yes. And if, if he were to sign just a one-year deal, it would have hurt his drama the entire season Yes, on, on a 5-11-4-12 team. With, with them being with a trade for Chicago, and they still got a, they got a first round pick, but they've already used it now. We'll see how it goes. They at least didn't get nothing. Yeah. They got something, and we'll see what happens. But something to Gruden and Mayock's defense, they they cashed in for Brown. Yes. Very good. Um, Denver Broncos, another Eli move, or Elway move, Eli. Manning, not the right Manning played for that team. Elway, John Although Elway. it seems like that, that he might be better. That's um, running team, Eli. <laughs> uh, very, you can't spell eliminated. Yeah. No, Eli. No offense. Uh, the first three picks for offensive picks. Noah Fant out of Iowa. Dalton Rin- Risner, if I can read, Kansas, out of Kansas State. And Drew Locke out of Missouri. Now, Missouri was has not been a good school of football for a while. They picked their quarterback in the second round. You're playing with fire. I don't know what L.A. sees in, in him in terms of professional career, but he saw something. Just an FYI, because you mentioned Mizzou, my, one of my Chicago friends, Kelly Kroll, Cubs reporter, Mizzou alum. M-I-Z, they say Z-O-U. <laughs> and I'm sure if she's listening to the show, she said Z-O-U before you whispered. <laughs> right. We'll finish up the AFC with the Chiefs. They got uh, McCole Hardman as a wide receiver in the second round, late in the second round of how they managed their draft. Uh, I think that's a good pick for them. They needed another option, whether it's someone, a superstar out of the gate, or someone who can just be a contributor. I think that was great. Past that, uh, a lot of people questioned the wide receiver pick because the defense, how it fell apart in the um, AFC Championship game against mm-hmm. the Patriots. But 
It's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. <laughs> and less than 10 picks later, they got a safety Juan Thornhill out of Virginia. And the defensive tackle the next round, uh, Kalen Saunders out of Western Illinois. They filled holes at the bottom of the roster. Push, the push up. That's what they needed to do, I think. D Ford messed up a couple times in the, at the end of the AFC Championship game. But the season wasn't just D Ford's, um, in, um, him being an F down defense. The whole defense had problems. And getting these guys in in the mid mid picks, middle late picks, to push people forward, I think is the right move for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and something emotional for the Chiefs just uh, that they were posted this yesterday. Pat Mahomes handing the ball off to Jamal, Jamal Charles. Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been something if he had signed a one-year deal? They would have loved it, but I don't think Jamal Charles would have done very well. Because he's, he's getting old, too. Oh, yes. People get old. I get older. He gets older. We don't get younger. Sad. In the words of one of your favorites. Sad! In the tweeted words of one of your favorites. But we're not going to go, go that there. route. Um, not going to go that route. This is a sports show. We'll switch to the home team because we're in Chicago right now. Da Bears. Da Bears. They didn't have to draft for many people. They didn't have a draft until pick 73. But you know what? They have Khalil Mack. They already won this draft with Khalil Mack a year in. Doesn't matter who else they pick. They already won. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Sorry for the guys who got drafted by the Bears. You're on a winning team. Be happy, be smiley. Good luck in OTAs and training camp. <laughs> Up north to the Vikings, they had a ton of picks, ton of picks, a lot of, a lot of picks. Four seventh, four seventh round picks. We'll see if any of them make the final squad. That's the point. They got a lot of depth and run support in theory with all these picks, but will anyone contribute? I mean, yeah, Garrett Bradbury in North Carolina State is the center in the first round. He's definitely going to be on the roster. No holds barred. Backing up Elfhorn. I. Because Norse, Vikings, Elf, I don't know. I think mythical almost, and just kind of funny. In the words of Patrick Sarr, oh, nothing, nothing. I, tight end Irv Smith out of Alabama in the second round. He'll probably make, make it, but he's going to be playing second fiddle in that position for a couple of years. It sounds like a groan that people say when they pull a tight end. <laughs> but... They're not going to – I don't think a lot of these guys are going to make the roster. They're going to be shipped quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Oh, yeah. Other one, Green Bay Packers. You already talked about the Lions, Green Bay Packers. You see, I thought Jake Ryan would poach someone from Michigan to Green Bay, and he poached. Rashawn Gary in the first round. He's upset because went to the Packers. We're in a town that's upset about Packers just because they exist. What? Think about it. Packers needed a linebacker because after they should play Matthews off to the Rams. Once again, you're in Chicago. The Packers don't need anything. Hear me out. <laughs> this was the right pick. This was the right pick. Then I agree. He landed right in their lap, and they couldn't say no. He's going to be a day one contributor. He's staying healthy. Be a great fit because he did. I mean, he did all he needed to do and more in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he gets help from a fellow Big Ten rookie back in the first round by the, by the Packers, Darnell Savage Jr. out of Maryland. That's savage. Packers need a defense. They got defense. <laughs> and ever, you know, well, ever since Don Capers 
the few years that Don Capers has been there, they they they're <laughs> they were they were they, they were cheesesteads. And their they, defense they represented they represented their defense on their head. Yes. It was Wimberger, not Swiss, Wimberger cheese. And not only was there holes in it, it stuck. <laughs> oh yes, and another another quick aside. What was more shocking? Devin Bush, the Steelers trading up for Devin Bush or Devin Bush's outfit? Steelers trading up. I love the crazy draft outfits. Even though they're starting to get kind of repetitive, I love it. Mm-hmm. If, if you can be act, actually unique, that's a big plus in my book, and it's not weird at all. Is this like the uh, GMC Christmas commercial? I love it. If you remember, if people remember that. We see before the Super Bowl, they, they did a commercial. Rams already lost the Super Bowl. The GMC Sierra beat Ram 1500 in insert category here that they had. But I'm like, you crafty little guys. <laughs> crafty. <laughs> I love it, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, just take one letter out of the Chiefs, and you have what the offense does. Chefs. Hook up the offense. Let's continue. Sure. <laughs> uh, NFC South, Carolina Panthers. These were very much value picks. Who was the best person available at that pick? Brian Burns, defensive end out of Florida State. Okay, fine. Excellent. Yeah. Offensive tackle, Greg Little out of Ole Miss. I don't explicitly remember the Panthers having an offensive line problem. It's a second rounder, so he's not going to be excited to start pretty quick. But I wasn't really thinking that was a problem. Then they'll get Will Greyer out of West Virginia in the third round. Number 100. Is Cam Newton a question mark, or are they just saying, we're just going to use this to fill it? Like, these picks to me didn't seem very much more than, these are the best people that are available at this moment. Like, I'm playing Madden. Like, who's the person who I've scouted with the best score left? I don't care what position they are. I could have 20 cornerbacks on my roster after the draft. I just want them. It almost seemed like that to me. Mm-hmm. Down to Tampa Bay, the swashbuckling Buccaneers, who would draft the defense. Arr. Linebacker, cornerback, cornerback, safety, defensive end, kicker. The Which first five days. The Bucs needed defense. They, yeah, they did. But leaving Winston out to dry, unless they find someone or someone steps up hard, their offense is going to be <laughs> mediocre. Adam Humphreys. He has to. I think I, I do think this will and be his, his, he, and, his year, if, if at all. But and if you're a DraftKings player like me, he either pissed you off or you loved it when you picked him. Yes. Because Humphreys was that random thirty-five hundred dollar guy that went off for a hundred yards and a touchdown. That either gave you a hundred bucks or left you with a new set. Another partially local to us, I got pick out of Central Michigan. I didn't see any Western Michigan pick. I might have glossed over, but I did not see any Western Michigan pick. Sean Bunting. A cornerback, second round for the Buccaneers. I love it. <laughs> ah, the Falcons. The Falcons. Great stadium. I don't understand the black paint on the cinder walls. It's really dark in that corridor, Almond's third level, but that was a design choice. Bell with his fans, 28-3. I feel your pain now. Don't worry. I feel your pain personally in your own goal. 28-3. But hey, your soccer team won. 28-3. <laughs> anyway, I very unsatisfactory draft. They got a guard in the first round. Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. Okay, 
offensive line in the first round is usually a positive thing for for um, teams. Then you got the 31st pick from the Rams, got an offensive tackle, Caleb McGarry out of Washington. So you already now, now you're you're technically going all in on these two guys for your offensive line anchors for the next six years at least. You're hoping they rise up. Unlike your hashtag where you fell apart. <laughs> and then and then you and then you go and not get any targets for Matt Ryan until the sixth round Marcus Green out of Louisiana Monroe. Real up. I'm sorry. He needs something. It I I don't understand why they didn't try to get a playmaker at all. Like Quadre Allison out of Pittsburgh is he running back in the fifth round. I don't think he's gonna be able to contribute. Mm-hmm. I, I I I didn't understand the draft. The Saints had a worse draft, and this isn't because of the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry for the call. They're fixing it. But it happened, and I'm sorry. Are we good? Thank you. Well well stated. <laughs> well stated from the Williams fan. Picking up uh, center Eric McCoy with your second-round pick because you didn't have a first-round pick. Um, giving Breeze protection. He's getting old. I understand it. After that, though, two he safe. He is my fantasy franchise quarterback. How many more years? That's the thing. As I'll, I'll actually mention this as well before we continue our refiner league, and one my second, well, my first but really second fantasy league is the Super League I talk about a lot on the show. We're going to a dynasty draft this year, and I will tell you up front, whoever's listening from the refiner league, I won't be drafting Breeze because we're in a dynasty league. It's this, this is going to be over the course of time. Breeze was only going to last a few more years, I hate to say it. My, my fancy franchise kicker just retired. <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski. Big man. Big guy. <laughs> but anyway, get to The Saints got two safeties in a row, fourth-round sixth-round picks. Their safeties weren't a problem. I don't know how they're going to fit in. Um, good luck to both of you fighting for roster spots. Mm-hmm. Elise Mack is tied in out of North, Notre Dame in the seventh round. Again, they have playmakers everywhere. They, they're, they're, I don't understand this draft. I don't really understand what they needed, but it didn't seem like the picks they made were ones that fit any sort of weakness on the team. So, yeah. I mean, you made it. You all. You were literally probably three decisions away from a Super Bowl between the bad, the the bad call, the hit on Breeze that caused the interception, and. Uh, a fluke play that you can give any team. I mean, <laughs> any team can have one fluke play that changed the game. I don't know. Hoping for better things for that. Move to the East. Washington. Haskins got approval to get played with number seven. He means he, business. He, he, he means business. They're putting their stock in him more than RG3, which is saying something because they put a lot into RG3. Rams remember if that only with the troll from Jeff Fisher, which is the only positive thing on Jeff Fisher's tenure. The if only RG three didn't skanky leg during the playoff game against Seattle, what would RG three have brought to DC? He's definitely fought for old DC. But they also got Monty Sweat out of Mississippi State defensive end. This was the guy who wanted the Lions to draft. But he fell. He, he fell in that respect. He fell to twenty six. In that respect, and, and I, I was I was hoping that he would fall all the way to Detroit in the second round, but sadly the Redskins took that and, opportunity. And they also picked up one of Haskins' buddies, Terry McLaurin, in the third round as a wide receiver. Instant chemistry, opportunities right away. I mean, 
this is going to be a great draft for them. The NFC East is literally anyone's game because who knows what's going to happen in Philly and Dallas. Giants are a dumpster fire. We'll get to that soon. But they have a chance to win this division, and they made the most of it this year. If the things don't come to fruition this year, they have next year. I mean, this division is going to be wide open for, I think, at least three more years. Jay Gruden, in respect, is on the hot seat, I feel, but it's lukewarm because yeah. of how open this division yeah. is. Because Jay Gruden's made the playoffs twice, mm-hmm. I believe. Yet to win a playoff game, but still, he's made the playoffs twice. More than the other coaches in the past years. Or the so. Lions. <laughs> Dare I say it. It's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, moving to them, Cowboys. None of these picks really pop out. And, I mean, they got a guard for rotation. Except their first round. round. What first round pick? Amari Cooper. Because <laughs> during their Cowboys projected first round pick, they watched Amari Cooper case. Yeah. And saw um, and the love it. It, it makes the, the picks make sense. I mean, Tristan Hill, defensive tackle, UCF, and Connor McGovern, guard, Penn State, second, third round. Seem like good picks. They'll fit in. Their mm-hmm. offensive line will be, will be needing a, a rotational player this year, more than likely. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Defensive tackle, he'll, he could be a rotational player. Beyond that, it's just going to be, all right, you're on the team, or sorry, you didn't make the cut. I. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Can you yeah, talk about a business team? M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y mystery. Yeah. Because Foles was your save was literally, because he's a Jesus believer, your savior in the playoffs. Yes, twice. And now he is no longer on your team because you believe, you damn well believe in Carson Wentz. Wentz. And Brandon, that was your draft pick. That's what they want to go with. Wentz has done well. This hasn't been the playoffs. Yeah, that's correct. It hasn't been the playoffs yet. And we'll, we'll see if Philly even makes the playoffs this year. Yes. Because of how open the division is. And with an open division, that means teams are going to beat each other up. We'll see if they're good teams or not. Usually the divisions that beat each other up beat them up to a pulp enough to where the division winner fails the first round. Now, there, there, there are three picks in the first two rounds. I. Uh, Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State, Miles Sanders, running back out of Penn State, and J.J. Arcaza, white Underrated. Wide receivers out of Stanford. Also underrated, Arcaza, white Yeah, business decisions. Like, this is the, these are the picks that you can make with the picks that you get. That's not code for looking for stars. That's code for building a team. Building a team. And that's what they're doing. Team. 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 Wait a minute. They wear green and silver. That's supposed to be Michigan State College. You want to go there? It's not green and white. It's green and silver. Just saying. <laughs> Onto the dumpster fire. It is not the Michigan State Spartans. <laughs> the New York Giants. Even, I'm sorry. Even though Michigan fans like me think they're always a dumpster fire, but that's but that's just me bringing the, an old style. Is, is there a way to get just just end this season into G I A N T S? Danny Jones at quarterback. Who saw him getting picked sixth? Who, and I mean, that was the, what? the that was the talk of NFL Live for days. Of, yeah, everyone for days was Dave Gettleman not only picking Daniel Jones but believing so hard in Daniel Jones and saying they want to compete in year one in year one with Daniel Jones. Bye bye Eli. Have fun with retirement. Once again, you can't spell eliminated. But 
Remember, he has beaten the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. We all we've all seen the meme uh, with Eli doing the karaoke. This guy beat the, the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. <laughs> now the, the the Giants got Dexter Lawrence from Clemson again. Clemson was a popular school, and uh, DeAndre Baker out of Georgia in the first mm-hmm. round too. But there you have holes all over the place. Mm-hmm. All over the place. Odell's gone. I. Uh, they look like they're going to drop Janoris Jenkins, which, I mean, he had, he was a great cornerback when he recognized the play. He was really good at missing the play. Perhaps your Rams should pick him up. Oh, no. No, I, I think we'll be fine. He'll be back. Um, oh, yeah. But nothing, it, it doesn't make sense. It seems like, let's throw a dart at, a, a, a dart at, the, at the draft board. Whoever it lands on, that's who we're grabbing. I love it, but I hate it. In the words of AT and T, just okay is not okay. Even though their their network is okay at best. Mm-hmm. By the way, second bit. We're okay. almost done. Don't worry. <laughs> now we're on to my favorite division, the NFC West. Jimmy G, it's going to be absolutely loaded with teammates that can do great things. And of course, from behind the scenes, I always. I always give Alex crap because I sometimes want to see the 49ers just beat the Rams just, just to see just to see if this dog. But now Nick Bosa is gonna Nick Bosa is gonna be the Aaron Donald of the Bay Area. That's that's just without question. And I honestly thought, and we won't go too far into this, I honestly thought they were gonna they were, they were gonna pass on Bosa because of the tweets. I think he's just he's gonna have a lot of PR to do in in San Francisco. He's gonna have a lot, lot of PR to do. Which we all have political opinions. I don't mind. People don't mind. Quite to the right, but not stupid crazy. He's in the middle, literally. I mean, if they were far left, far right, the middle. He represents the middle. But besides the point, <laughs> we all have opinions. They're, they're religion and politics are like privates. We have them. We don't show them out in public. Um, it's true. Yeah, I. They did get two uh, two weapons for Garoppolo. I, Debo Samuel of South Carolina and Jalen Hurd out of Baylor. I thought Hurd was going to go in the second round. I really thought he would. I. I, he, I think he's better than than the third round pick actually. Yeah. But so if Jared McKinnon's hurt again, you might have you might see Hurd in, in the backfield. Yeah. Um, and then, man, the nine, the Niners. I even told <laughs> I even told Alex before all the injuries happened that the Niners were going to beat the were going to beat the Rams, and it the looked Niners going to win the division. It looked possible, but then everything went sideways. Jerk McKinnon got hurt. Jimmy G got hurt, and that was the defense stayed on the field too That was, and I, I even though I said religion is religion is like private parts, that was like Moses opening the Red Sea for the Rams. And the Rams won the division. It's going to be much tougher. It's going to be much tougher this year with the 49ers now loaded. Now they got a punter in the fourth round. Cooks faithful then, faithful now. Mitch Wishowski. Wishnowski. Wow. Wishnowski. I'm Polish. I should know how to pronounce his name. Uh, from Utah. In the fourth round, a punter in, in a league that is going away from kickers and specialists. A punter. The Niners say kickers are people too. Well, yes, I, and I'm a firm believer in that, being someone who can kick an extra point sometimes. Um, but Got that central, basically central football. You missed out. 
Um, <laughs> but I don't know. That was the only questionable pick, and that's only because it was so high up in, in, in the draft. Now we get to move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, they are. Kyler Murray was the destined child for the Cardinals this year from the moment he announced the draft. and the From the moment that Clint Kingsbury was the yes. head coach. From, those, from the moment those two collided, it was done. And Rosen knew his time was, was limited. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, they only they didn't get an offensive lineman in the draft until the sixth round. Oh, spaghetti! Now, Kyler Murray can run a little bit better than Jeff Rosen. Mm-hmm. Rosen was meant to be a pocket passer, mm-hmm. sometimes with an option, but Kyler Murray can run if need be, mm-hmm. and he will run because the offense line is going to be terrible. Still, in something we discussed on division around, I think. How does one go from averaging six wins in college to pro? Easy. Money. <laughs> if you have money, you can spend it where you want. They spent it where they wanted. I don't know if they need the return. <laughs> um, weird side fact. The Arizona Cardinals got both the number one pick and the Mr. Irrelevant pick. He thinks they happened to 9 with the Lions after the um, 0-16 debacle. I don't remember. Just wanted to note that. That is an interesting uh, quirk to this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Up to Seattle with the Seahawks. No more Legion of Boom. Done. On. Just doesn't exist. I'm sorry. You can reminisce about it, Seahawks fan, but it's gone. And it's gone. Yeah. What? It's gone. It's up there. But look, this was this was wheeling and dealing at its best. They started with like what, four picks, ended with ended in the double digits. That's crazy. And they had roster holes that they're filling with this. Better win now because in the future you're not going to have this. No. And this is good draft for them. Like, like this can either stop their decline or help them rebuild depending on how these guys turn out. This was a smart draft for them. Like, the Rams had the worst draft from um, in the division based off of almost everyone's analysis. And yet the Rams still have very easy. Draft. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A couple divisions really well. But. Seattle went smart. The only real eye raiser was uh, Metcalf. Uh, in the words, of, in the words of Bill Belichick, Seattle, Seattle. Not a few words, but but many wins. Seattle. <laughs> so we've covered we've covered all thirty-two teams. Yes. Um, yeah. Best draft and worst draft, even though we've. Pretty much talk about everything. Best and worst. Best draft, honestly, the Cardinals. All in. I love the all in idea. I'm just worried about that offensive line. Worst draft, the blue and white G Men. I'm sorry, New York. The Jets are now your team because the Giants are going to be the Jets of the last 50 years, hunting for a quarterback since their on Super Bowl wins. <clears throat> Eli Manning will go down in history as the Joe Namath of the New York Giants. Win a Super Bowl, leave, and they can never find a replacement. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to happen. I have to tend to agree with them. Best draft being, <laughs> being Arizona. Well, perhaps even you can put San Francisco in that boat, too, because, yeah, you know, with strong. Yeah, strong and the strong team that they have, uh, they're not hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Worst draft being, of course, the New York Giants. Because oh, they, they, Dave Gellman, what 
doing? We even heard um, D'Angelo, was it D'Angelo Williams a few years ago, called Dave Gentleman a snake. Well, he's in a town with a bunch of bankers who have a reputation of being snakes, so maybe he fits right in. I don't know. Yeah. Are those his buddies? The world may never know. How many looks does he get to, to get to the center of a pencil box? The world may never know. <laughs> well, that being said, we covered the 32 teams. We did best draft and worst drafts. I have about a drink left with the second one. That means it's time to stop. That means I'll ask the famous last question. Anything else you have to add to this wonderful time for your podcast? Back to the AAF. The Orlando, Orlando Apollos technically won the AAF uh, season championship by virtue of a um, Premier League point system. They have the most wins. Mm. That's the only way you can really do the playoffs. Simulated, the Arizona Hot Shots won. Someone, someone actually created a mod with the teams with the results in the first eight weeks of a game called Access Football on Steam. And I want to get it. I need 20 bucks to spend on video games. <laughs> and he simulated the season. From the from week eight standing and the hot shots won. So the hot shots are your AEF champion by virtual by virtual championship. If you're a Reddit subscriber, he's hot on Reddit. Somewhat. Because he says to be a lot of Reddit stuff. It's I've, easy. I've really yet to experiment on that site. I probably should, probably after this trip. But <laughs> if I like the echo chamber, there's a lot of them on there. Gotcha. So, with that being said, one last drink to go. Mm. He is our man, Alex DeWitt. And this has been the Tom Green Post-Draft Livecast. Livecast, yes. The Tom Green Live and Podcast.